the week four fantasy football review is proudly brought to you by that 10 second clip on red zone where romeo dobbs and marquise brown caught touchdowns and buried matty barbs Yo, 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 what's good, Addicts Gang? So glad to be back here to give you guys the week four review. Apologies for missing last week. I know, um, it's not good enough. Uh, if it makes you guys feel any better, the team's been giving me some stick in our chat. Um, it's probably deserved, but I'm back, and I want to be back part of your week four recap routine. Um, I want to give you guys all the important information, make sure that we're all up to date with how our players are performing, how our teams are performing, basically the NFL landscape and how things are going down. Uh, week four is an exciting week. Um, I obviously won my fantasy matchup. Suck on that one, Matty Barbs. But, uh, you know, I hope you guys won yours as well. I mean, not everyone can win, i.e. Joel Amor lost again. How funny. Um, however, though, I won my matchup. Hope you did too. I'm 4-0. I'm going for that chip. I might never lose again. Um, but let's get stuck into these games. We're going to start off with our first game of the early window on Sunday. And that was going to be the... Wait for it. I'm getting it up, guys. It is the Saints-Vikings game. The London game. Um Always wacky stuff happens in a London game. This game was actually kind of like to the script, I suppose. Um, aside from, you know, the obvious news that hurt a lot of fantasy owners this week was the late out of Alvin Kamara. Really stuffed up fantasy owners, if I'm perfectly honest. I mean, there's going to be a lot of leagues where people are quite mad and they want to be able to change their lineup and, you know... And it's, it's not fair. I got a zero from Alvin Kamara. I didn't pull him out of my lineup. He was expected to play. If I had to be honest, set an alarm. Like if you really, if you want to have him in your lineup and you want to run that risk, set an alarm. Get up. Check the game time decision. I, you know, I get it. You're asleep, but, you know, be committed. We get up at, you know, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m. in America and Australia to get up and watch the games. If you're sitting at home in the U.S., what's, I don't know, it was like 6 a.m. It's not that bad. People get up for work at that time. I'm sorry, I know it's a Sunday. Maybe you had a big Saturday night. If you really want to win, you want to be a winner like me, you're going to get up and check that lineup. So, uh, yeah, that's that's how I'd approach it in my leagues if anyone's uh, asking. But what did happen was the Saints put up a decent fight, um, but the Vikings were able to get up in the end by a field goal. Um, the Saints obviously rolled out with Andy Dalton. He had 236 yards and a touchdown, played a nice game, good man, game manager role. Um, Lat Murray, he was heavily involved, more than Mark Ingram, which was surprising for people. Um, I know Andrew played Mark Ingram after the Alvin Kamara news broke and was expecting to get a bit more points, but... Lat Murray and Mark Ingram basically split the work 50-50 and Lat Murray was more efficient 
who's now been picked up by the Denver Broncos as well. But we'll get into that game a little bit later. So Lat Murray had 11 for 57 and a touchdown. Gave you a nice fantasy day. I don't think anyone was playing him. Mark Ingram disappointed, 10 for 30. Taysom Hill had five carries, 21 yards, and he did get into the end zone. Always has a nose to the end zone, Taysom Hill. Um, Chris Olave gave you a really good week with Mike Thomas out. He had four for 67 and a touchdown. Um, still wasn't enough to beat me, Matt. Ha <laughs> loser. Uh, Marquez, Marquez Callaway. Marquez. Jeez, I really butchered his name. Sorry, Marquez, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, he had three for 53. Adam Troutman had three for 37. Juwan Johnson, three for 33. Um, and then it was Mark Ingram had three for 13. Traquan Smith had a catch. Nothing too interesting there. Jarvis Landry, two for seven. Um, I think you can drop Jarvis Landry in redraft leagues. He's not a thing. He had one good week. Um, not really too interested in him. Um, on the Viking side of the ball, Kirk Cousins, 273 yards, one touchdown, one interception. We had Dalvin Cook went two for uh, 20 carries, 76 yards. I was expecting him. He practiced in full. Um, I hope you had him in your lineup. He hasn't given you a massive day, but you know he gave you enough to so you didn't completely bust. Alexander Madison, three carries, three yards. Um, nothing, nothing much there. He did have the touchdown through the air though. Had one catch, 15 yards, and the touchdown. Irv Smith, three for 23, disappointed. Adam Thielen looks to be getting back on track. He had eight catches for 72 yards. And, you know, we expect this out of Justin Jefferson. Got back on track. He had 10 catches, 147 yards, doing Justin Jefferson things. Not too much to take away from this game. I would imagine Alvin Kamara and Jameis Winston are back next week. Just gives probably those guys um, on the offense a bit of an upgrade. Hopefully, Mike Thomas is back as well for the sake of my fantasy team. Let's get stuck into this next game. And it was generally one of the highest scoring games. I think one of the highest scoring games um, in NFL history. Um, it was genuinely that uh, high scoring. It's exciting, honestly. It's a good watch. And it was the Detroit Lions with Seattle Seahawks, who are now at 500. Who would have thought? Um, that was 45 to 48 in the favor of the Seahawks. Jared Goff had 378 yards, four touchdowns, and interception. He's genuinely a top 10 quarterback in this offense, um, like fantasy quarterback. He could do this for the rest of the year. Like He hasn't done anything special. Like It's not like he's played out of his skin. This offense is just like clicking, and you know the play calling is really good. The running game is awesome. It um, doesn't matter whether it's Jamal Williams, whether it's DeAndre Swift or both. Um, you know They're getting lots of carries, lots of touchdowns, lots of goal line opportunities. Jamal Williams, 19 carries, 108 yards. Two touchdowns, had a massive day. Um, if you had him in your lineups, you were very happy. Um, he was definitely a priority add as soon as we found out about DeAndre Swift. Um, TJ Hockengod, he's no longer TJ Hawkinson, he's TJ Hockengod. He had eight catches, 179 yards, two touchdowns, massive day for him. Josh Reynolds, seven for 81 and a touchdown. I know Andy had him in his lineup. Great start by you, Andrew. Tom Kennedy had three for 54. Cleef Raymond, three for 38. Quinto Cephas, two for 15. Craig Reynolds had a catch as well. Um, nothing too interesting. Justin Jefferson, he actually had Justin Jackson, not Justin Jefferson. That was in the previous game. He had two catches, four yards snuck into the end zone as well. Um, we were on to the Seahawks side of the ball. Geno Smith, um, he may be better than Russell Wilson. Hot take. Um, and I'm not happy about it either as a Broncos fan. Geno Smith, 320 yards, two touchdowns, had a hell of a game. He also had seven carries, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Awesome fantasy day. 
Speaking of awesome fantasy days, Rashad Penny, 17 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he appears to be the workhorse in this backfield. Kenneth Walker was involved with eight carries, but definitely um, outsnapped, outplayed, and outtouched by Rashad Penny. Um, Rashad Penny is probably a decent, um, you know, flex play running back three, um, probably late, uh, sorry, late running back two as well. Got for the rest of the season, unless Kenneth Walker can, you know, show um, why the Seahawks meant another first round pick on a running back. You know, they, they were a strange team, the Seahawks. DK Metcalf got back on track, 7 for 149. Didn't get into the end zone, but did drop a fat log um, halfway through the game. Everyone thought he was dead getting carted off the field. Turns out, man, just needed to go. When you got to go, you got to go. Tyler Lockett, 6 for 91, gave you a good fantasy day as well. Will Disley continues to show why he is the better tight end out of him and Noah Fant. He had 4 for 39 and a touchdown. He also, um, he's... Tight end mate, Noah Fan also had one catch, two yards, but got into the end zone as well. Um, nothing too much to take away. I think DeAndre Swift is going to miss another game um, by all early indications. So I think Jamal Williams is still someone that needs to be in your lineups next week, which is great if you picked him up. It's also great if you already had him on your roster as well. Um, we'll move on to the Steelers and Jets game, 20-24. to 24. Uh, Jets ended up winning. Zach Wilson got that dog in him. Speaking of got that dog in him, you got to have some heart if you're Kenny Pickett throwing three interceptions, 120 yards, but he got into the end zone twice with his legs. Six carries, 15 yards, two touchdowns. Really wanted it, but just was not enough to get over the top of the Jets. Mitch Trubisky. God, he's awful, and he's been benched. The Kenny Pickett era has begun in Pittsburgh. Mitch Trubisky had 84 yards and an interception. Najee Harris, 18 for 74 yards. Jalen Warren chimed in for 3 for 18. Um, Deontay Johnson had a couple rushing attempts, which is nice. Gave you a few extra points there. George Pickens went over 100 yards for the first time in his career. Great to see him getting more involved. Six for 102. Pat Frymuth, seven for 85, continues to be the late end, late round tight end steal. Deontay Johnson, only two catches, 11 yards. I think there'll be better days ahead for Deontay Johnson. Sauce Gardner, um, he is that dude. Um, over to the J J E T S Jets 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 side of the ball. Zach Wilson. One touchdown, two interceptions. Two interceptions, I think one of them was probably not his fault. I actually think he had quite a good game. He showed quite a bit, even though he completed only 50% of his passes. Stat line probably lies a little bit here. Brees Hall... Um, Brees Hall is the workhorse back in New York. We expected that to happen. I personally didn't expect it to happen this fast. Um, I think you can start Brees Hall with confidence. Michael Carter is just a guy. He had nine carries, 15 yards. Had nothing on Brees Hall's 17 for 66 and a touchdown. Corey Davis continues to be a thorn in the sight of Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. He was the leading receiver here today. He had five catches, 74 yards, and he was the one who got into the end zone as well. Elijah Moore, three for 53. Tyler Conklin, three. 352 continues his good season. Gary Wilson, only two for 41. You expect that from a rookie. He's not always going to have these big, massive weeks, but he's really good. Michael Carter, two for 14, and Brees Hall, two for 12. Not a bad game as well. It was kind of hard to watch at times, but then sometimes you saw flashes from these young quarterbacks. It was good to see. Um, the next game we're going to head to is the Giants and Bears game. Gee, talk about tough to watch. Daniel Jones only threw the ball 13 times. But as a Saquon Barkley owner, I was very excited. Um, at times, Tyrod Taylor was in, and then he got injured because Daniel Jones was injured, and then you had Saquon taking snaps at quarterback. It was just chaos. The Giants were just trying to hold on. The Bears were pushing, but, God, their offense sucks. Um, Daniel Jones... 
71 yards, no touchdowns. However, he did have two touchdowns on the ground. Six carries, 68 yards, and two touchdowns. He's the man. That bootleg worked every time. The Bears stink. Um, I can't believe they kept falling for that bootleg. Like, you could see it coming as well. Like, I don't even think they disguised it well. Um, but they were just too scared of Saquon Barkley, to be honest. He had 31 carries, 146 yards. He's is the man. He's him. Um, we've also got on the receiving front, again, not really too much to go through here because he only, th- only threw for 82 combined yards between the two quarterbacks. Um, Bellinger, he had three catches, 23 yards. Tanner Hudson, one catch, 18 yards. Saquon had two for 16. Darius Slayton had a catch. And so did Richie James and David Sills. Not too much on the receiving front for the Giants. We've obviously got Sterling Shepard out for the year. You've got Kenny Golladay, who is a non-factor. And then you've got Kadarius Tony, who seems to just can't get on the field. Um, who knows when he's going to be healthy. They keep saying, you know, it's maybe it's this week. Maybe it's this week. And he still hasn't hit the practice, hit the practice field. So... We'll see what happens with Kadarius Tony. Justin Fields continues to stink. Um, I was a Justin Fields fan, but he's making it really, really difficult. Um, 11 for 22. Again, they're not letting him throw the ball very much. He had 174 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Khalil Herbert was heavily involved. He had 19 carries, 77 yards. Justin Fields, 7 for 52 on the ground. Nice to see him using his legs. Darnell Mooney had a bit of a bounce back game here, which is nice. Got himself his season going. He had 4 for 94. Of course, that happens the one week I've got him out of my lineup. Um, Khalil Herbert had a catch of 24 yards. Trevon Wesco as well. Cole Komet continues to have a disappointing season, 3 for 16. And, yeah, really not too much else on this uh, on this game. Quite a boring game if I'm completely honest, but I was really happy to see Saquon dominating as uh, he should, and as I expected. Just want to point that out. Saquon, awesome. Great pick by anyone who took him in the second round of your draft or even the third round. Um, we had the Tennessee Titans hold off the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts made a late push, but it wasn't enough to stop Derrick Henry and the Titans. We'll start with the Colts side of the ball. Matt Ryan had a good fantasy day. Again, just plays poorly. I don't think Matt Ryan um, is going to be the guy for the Colts to get them over the hump, especially now they're 1-2-1. One, 356 yards, two touchdowns and interception. Jonathan Taylor, really disappointing day. Had plenty of opportunities. But Jeffrey Simmons on the other side of the ball for the Titans, he's insane. He was making Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson look like they were guys off the practice squad. He was incredible. He was constantly in the backfield, pushing the guards and the centers all the way back two yards behind the line of scrimmage before Jonathan Taylor even gets the ball. Um, But he had two for 42, uh, 20 carries for 42 yards, 2.1 a carry. Really not good. And he didn't leave this game unscathed as well. Um, it was feared that he had a high ankle sprain. Turns out it's not that serious. Um, I believe the scans came back negative, which is good, but he is questionable for the Thursday night game against the Broncos. Um, personally, I'm a Jonathan Taylor, and I don't really need him this week. Sorry, Virgo, but you're not much for competition. I'd probably like to see Jonathan Taylor be rested and get healthy. Naheem Hines and... Possibly they're saying Philip Lindsay and Deion Jackson are going to split carries. Um, if Jonathan Taylor would miss time, I think Naheem Hines is definitely the ad you want to have there. Miley Cox had a great game. He had 6 for 85 and two touchdowns. Um, again, he's a tight end that you're looking for a touchdown score and this offense isn't that good. It's going to be hard to predict. Alec Pierce, he had a nice game for the rookie. He had 4 for 80. Kylan Granson showed something as well. 4 for 62. Paris Campbell, 4 for 43. Johnny Woods had a 33-yard catch. Michael Pittman is really quiet. Had 3 for 31 as well. Jonathan Taylor had a catch. Naheem Hines had a couple. And Aston Doolan had a couple as well. Nothing too much else to take away 
away from the cold side of the ball. From the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill, 17 for 21, 137 yards, two touchdowns. Um, basically getting back to what the Titans want to do and how they win games. They want to play good defense, they want to run the ball with Derrick Henry, and they want Ryan Tannehill to throw a couple touchdowns. That's all they want. They're not asking for much. Just get on Derrick Henry's, shul- Henry's shoulders and just let him go. He had 22 carries, 114 yards, and a touchdown. He's awesome. Um, Derrick Henry's doing Derrick Henry things. I'm going to butcher this name here. I'm going to go with like the full name as well. Chigazim Okonkwu. I fuck if I haven't if I've stuffed that up badly, I'm really sorry. But I thought I had a really good crack at that just then. He had three for 38 and a touchdown. Led the team in receiving again. Didn't throw many yards. 137 for Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry had three for 33. Looked dangerous in the screen game when they got him involved. Robert Woods had four for 30. Got him for the score. So saved your fantasy day. Dontrell Hilliard four for 18. Traylon Burks two for 14. Uh, reports saying that Traylon Burks has a bit of turf toe. Not good. He's probably not someone you've had in your lineup, so hopefully he doesn't hurt you too much. Um, I got him in another dynasty league. Um, I just like to see him get healthy. I'm not too concerned long term about Traylon Burks. He's flashed some good things as well, um, but obviously you want him to get healthy. And I think uh, it probably hurts the offense as a whole, just because I think the way that they're structured, um, having him as a threat, you know, to take the ball upfield, um, will definitely hurt the versatility that they've got. Um, the next game I'm going to get to is Houston Texans versus Chargers. Chargers got out to a massive lead um, at the half. We're up 27-7. And then they let the Texans pretty much get all the way back into this game. And then they pulled away late to get themselves to 2-2. Two two. Texans side of the ball. Davis Mills, 246 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, yeah, again, two turnovers is probably the difference in the game, honestly. Probably the difference between a really good quarterback and, you know, Davis Mills. Damian Pierce, only rushing attempt for the Texans. If that doesn't tell you that he is the workhorse bell cow, whatever you want to call it, workhorse, bell cow, lead back, number one running back, he's everything for this team. Uh, 14 carries, 134 yards and a touchdown. Had that massive 75-yard touchdown. Damian Pierce season is upon us. Um, he looks really good. Um, again, if you took him late in your drafts, you're very happy. I mean, his draft price got expensive by the end of it. But, you know, still a bargain with what he's putting up now. Um, Nico Collins looked nice. He had three for 82. Brandon Cooks had a really good fantasy day, 7.57 and the touchdown. Rex Burkhead was involved in the passing game, 5 for 39 and a touchdown. Jordan Aikens had 2 for 33. OJ Howard, 2 for 27. Damiel Pierce, 6 catches, but he only had 8 yards. But if you're in a PPR league, gee, you're happy about the 6 catches. Um, Again, Houston Texans didn't win. They're still winless, um, but, you know, still some signs there. I think they probably want to see some good signs out of their young team and then still end up with the number one overall pick to take a quarterback, if I'm completely honest. Justin Herbert had a really good fantasy day, 340 yards, two touchdowns, but it was the return of Austin Eckler. 13 carries, 60 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. He was awesome. He also had six for 49 through the air and another touchdown. So the co-touchdown leader last year finally starts putting up the numbers we're used to, giving you three touchdowns today. Josh Kelly, 4 for 15. Sonny Michelle had six for 11. Those guys suck. It's all the Austin Eckler show. Michael Williams had a nice game, 7 for 120. Jared Everett, again, continues to give you good numbers from the tight end position. You'd be very happy if you picked him up on way up off waivers after week one. Five for 61 and a touchdown. I mentioned Austin Eckler. Michael Bandy, 2 for 49. You'd be disappointed if you spot started Josh Palmer, 1 for 25. Sonny Michelle had 3 for 16. And DeAndre Carter, 2 for 16. 
let's get on to the next game. All right, where are we going next? Where are we going next? We are going to the Falcons and the Browns game. Gee, this was a fun game to watch, if I'm completely honest. Um, Marcus Mariota only threw the ball seven times. Uh, sorry, 19 times. Only completed the ball seven times. So that was a bit, you know, if you had guys like Kyle Pitts, if you had Drake London, if you had even, you know, Cordero Patterson, you were a little bit disappointed because it was just no passing attempts and no completions. Max Marriott, 139 yards, one interception. It was still enough to get the job done. It was the running game for the Atlanta Falcons that got the job done. Tyler Elegia had a nice little coming out party, just about 10 for 84, 8.4 a carry. Nice game for him. Caleb Huntley had 10 for 56 and a touchdown. Cordero Patterson had 9 for 38 and a touchdown before he exited. And now that we know what is the go with Cordero Patterson, because I was sitting there watching Red Zone going... Gee, they're using Allergia and Huntley a lot. Like, where's CPATO? I was getting a bit upset, and then probably rightly so. He's going to be on IR at, out at least four weeks. So, if Tyler Allergia is owned in your fantasy league, in my and a lot of my leagues, he is owned, and I do actually own him in quite a few places. I took him um, late in drafts because I went for that zero running back strategy and picked up guys like Allergia. Humble flex. Um, but he is a priority ad if you can get him. I, there's a league I don't have him. I'm not going to mention how much money I've spent because I don't want this getting out and then me not getting the waiver priority ad. Um, but I spent a decent sum on Tyler this year. If you can get five weeks out of him as the lead back for the Falcons, we've seen what Patterson can do. And I don't think Patterson's supremely talented, even though he's done really well um, in the position he's given. But if LSU gets the same kind of opportunity, I think he can put up similar fantasy points to Cordaro Patterson, which puts him, you know, as a mid as a mid to, you know, late running back too, it's going to be a good contributor for your team. Caleb Huntley, he can be a speculative ad as well. You know, he looked really nice as well, but I think it'll be allergy. He gets, you know, a majority. Um, it may not be a large majority because I think they're going to get multiple backs involved, but he's definitely a good ad. Um, Zacchaeus had 255. Kyle Pitts continues to disappoint. One for 20, 25. I mean, I was beating the drum for Kyle Pitts, but... I'm almost going to have to start taking my lumps here. There's just not enough volume, and Marcus Mariota can't seem to put up enough yardage for Kyle Pitts to be good, especially with Drake London there. He's really talented. He had two for 17. Tyler Gill had a 20-yard catch as well. On the Brown side of the ball, though, so Jacoby Brissett, 234 yards and interception, no touchdown for him. Nick Chubb continues to be Nick Chubb, 19 carries, 118 yards and a touchdown. He could be the best running back in football. Like, I get he doesn't catch the ball, but he's on like a Derrick Henry level of how efficient he is and how much of an impact he has on the game as well. Jacoby Brissett had 5 for 16 and got into the end zone, and Kareem Hunt chimed in with 10 carries, 49 yards, doing his thing as well. David Njoku continued his good season with 5 for 73. Donovan Peoples-Jones was the number one wide receiver this week. Um, he had 5 for 71. David Bell, 2 for 35. Good to see the rookie getting more involved. Kareem Hunt had 2 for 19. Harrison Bryant, 4 for 18. Nick Chubb, 2 for 9. And Amari Cooper, 1 catch, 9 yards. AJ Terrell locked that baby up. I want to move on to the next game. Don't mind the cough, guys. It's coming. <coughs> There we go. I've got a bit of a sore throat, okay? Don't hate me. Um, 
Let's go to the Cowboys-Commanders game. The Cooper Rush-led Cowboys, might I add. 222, 223 yards. Don't want to shortchange them, man. Two touchdowns. He's awesome. Ezekiel Elliott is definitely the workhorse, but if you're a Cowboys fan, I don't know if that's a good that's good news or not. Because he had 19 carries, 49 yards at 2.6 a carry. Hard to watch, honestly, as an Ezekiel Elliott uh, fan and owner. But I'm glad that he's getting all the touches. I think there's going to be better weeks for both him and Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, eight eight carries, six yards. Again, tough sledding. The uh, Washington Commanders defensive line is really good. CeeDee Lamb continues to get back on track. He's awesome. Um, Nice sell low there, Matt. Got CEH. I mean, it's worked out so far. CEH keeps scoring touchdowns, but it can't keep happening, okay? CeeDee Lamb's good. Six for 97 and a touchdown. Noah Brown at three for 61. Continued a good stretch with Cooper Rush. Didn't give you massive fantasy numbers, though. Zeke had two for 32. Most of that yardage came on that one catch where I got really excited early in red zone. I thought, yeah, here we go. But I had a pretty quiet day after that. Two for 24 and a touchdown for Michael Gallup. Good to see him back on the field. Um, I believe Dak Prescott could be back in a couple of weeks. It'll be interesting to see how the uh, Cowboys handle that. I don't imagine Cooper, Cooper Rush has been that good to hold out Dak Prescott. But, hey, stranger things have happened. We all know what happened with Dak Prescott and how he became the starter. Carson Wentz continues to be Carson Wentz, and he sucks. 170 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Antonio Gibson, 13 for 49, 3.8 a carry. Pretty disappointing. Jonathan Williams had 4 for 48, 9.6 a carry. They even got Jonathan Williams involved. That's how much they hate Antonio Gibson. Jenny McKissick, 8 for 40, was more efficient as well. Um, I believe Antonio Gibson's season is officially over. Um, I can't believe it started, but yeah, it's definitely over. Charlene, stop trying to send him in crappy trades, okay? We've had enough. Jahan Dodson continues his good start to his rookie season, 3 for 43, got into the end zone, um, but I believe he's picked up a bit of an injury. Don't think it's too serious, but could be out a week or two. Curtis Samuel, 4 for 38, a little bit disappointing. Logan Thomas, 5 for 19, probably weren't starting him. Same with John Bates, 4 for 19. Jackie McKissick chimed in with 3 for 16. Terry McLaurin, very disappointing. 2 for 15. I know you've all seen the memes of uh, Trayvon Diggs being Terry McLaurin's son, and it's, it's what happened. He sunned him. Um, Terry McLaurin couldn't do nothing against Trayvon. He had a really good game, Trayvon Diggs. So uh, well done to him. I'm going to go over to the next game we've got up now. And apologies if I'm moving really fast, but I don't want to make this a three-hour-long podcast for you guys. I know Joel and Matt and everyone like to ramble on. But uh, I want to get you guys the best information possible. The next game, the 4-0 Philadelphia Eagles beat the 2-2, now 2-2, Jacksonville Jaguars, 29-21. Jalen Hurts gave you a little bit of a disappointing fantasy day, but played well. Um, He had 16 for 25, 204 yards, threw an interception, but he did get into the end zone on the ground, 16 carries for 38 yards, and the touchdown. Plenty of times they got, you know, in and around the red zone and end up being Miles Sanders, who had the massive day with two touchdowns, 27 carries, 134 yards. Well done to Miles Sanders. And uh, well done to me, again, this zero running back strategy. It's working, guys. These late-round running backs are good. If you took CH, if you took Miles Sanders, if you took these guys, your team's looking good because you got elite tight end, you got an elite quarterback, you got elite wide receivers. And if you're getting these kind of points out of Miles Sanders, if you get those kind of points out of Josh Jacobs, like, 
you're, you're laughing, guys. Um, Kenny Gainwell, 5 for 19, got into the end zone as well. So that really puts a, you know, salt in the wounds as a Jalen Hurts owner. Kenny Gainwell's getting touchdowns, and Miles Sanders scored two. Just share it around, all right? AJ Brown continued his good season, 5 for 95. Dallas got it, 5 for 72. Miles Sanders, 2 for 22. Devonta Smith quietened down a little bit with 3 for 17. Nothing much, too much to take away from this Eagles game. They, you know, the run game was working, so they, you know, opted to run the ball a whole lot more. Trevor Lawrence was good, not great. 11 completions, 23 attempts, 174 yards, two touchdowns and interception. Travis Etienne and James Robinson here. As good as James Robinson's been, I want to put it on the record. For the first time this season, Travis Etienne outsnapped James Robinson. They had the same amount of carries. And he also had, I think, well, they both didn't catch a ball. But, you know, Travis Etienne was on the field more than James Robinson was for the first time this season. He had 8 for 32, 4 yards carry. James Robinson, 8 for 29. So he slightly outproduced him. Just want to point out, I did acquire Travis Etienne um, in our dynasty league this weekend. So I'm hoping that trend continues and that he can take over from, you know, 7th round pick James Robinson, as good as he's been, you know, move along. It's first round pick's time to shine. Christian Kirk, he did have 60 yards, only two catches, so a little bit disappointing for fantasy owners. Jamal Agnew, again, he's going to vulture touchdowns because he's kind of good in spurts. Like, we've seen Jamal Agnew run back touchdowns from 99 yards deep. Um, uh, he had 450 and two touchdowns. Well done to him. Dan Arnold, the postman, one for 26. Jamal Hasty, two for 22. Evan Ingram, one for 16. Nothing too much to take away from that. Christian Kirk's still the guy. James Robinson and Travis Etienne are going to be splitting work um, going forward. Hopefully, Travis Etienne starts to take over. I'm hoping, okay? My fingers are crossed, okay? I traded away DeAndre Swift. I'm a little bit stressed. Um, but I think I've done the right thing. The Ravens and Bills game was really good. Didn't score as much as we wanted. Both teams actually played really good defense. In the second half, the Baltimore Ravens actually got shut out, come to think of it. They were up 20-10 to 10 at halftime, and Lamar Jackson just couldn't get it done, I suppose. I mean, it's good defense, so, like, I can't blame him too much. Through that late interception, probably not something he would do in a normal occasion, but the, the uh, confines of the game dictated it. 144 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions through the air. 20 completions. Lamar Jackson had 11 for 73 on the ground. Justice Hill, 8 for 45. He looked really nice, Justice Hill. I think he's a nice complimentary piece to J.K. Dobbins. Um, J.K. Dobbins, 13 for 41 and a touchdown. Only went at 3.2 a carry, but got into the end zone. He also got into an end zone the second time. Four catches, 22 yards, and one through the air. Devin Duvernay led them in... Uh, receiving yards, 4 for 51. Rashad Bateman had a disappointing 3 for 17. Uh, Patrick Rashad, the fullback, 3 for 17. Mark Andrews, really disappointing, 2 for 15. Better days ahead for Mark Andrews. We know he'll get back to his fantastic best. Justice Hill had 2 for 12. And Demarcus Robinson, 2 for 10. Just want to point out, Rashad Bateman um, did leave the stadium in a walking boot. And as a Rashad Bateman owner, really scary. But I think he's going to be okay. May miss a week or two. Honestly, again, I'm in a position where my team's quite strong. I've got a bit of depth. Most of the leagues suck. Um, I'd rather see him just get healthy. Josh Allen gave you a pretty average uh, fantasy day. It was really good. Well, average, sorry. I shouldn't say average. Average by his standards. Had 213 yards, one touchdown, and an interception through the air. But he got the job done on the ground. 11 carries, 70 yards, and a touchdown. It was really good. Devin Singletary was good in his limited use. He had 11 carries for 49 yards, went a five-and-a-half clip. He also had four catches for 47 yards. We're quite happy with his performance, um, all things 
been considered. Stefan Diggs, four for 62, a little bit quiet by um, his lofty standards. Um, Dawson Knox, three for 40, pretty disappointing. I mean, imagine betting him to be top a top five quarterback this year. Yeah, good work, Dylan. I can't wait to get my 50 bucks, loser. Uh, Khalil Shakir, Two for 23. Isaiah McKenzie had four for 21, and he got into the end zone. Gabe Davis, one for 13. Um, was disappointing. Hasn't really shown much since week one. Obviously, he's been dealing with that injury. Um, again, better days ahead for Gabe Davis. I think he's actually a talented player, to be honest. Um, I know I wasn't on the Gabe Davis bandwagon to start the year, but, you know, that week... I mean, also, week one impressions. You can get a little bit carried away. Now, this result, a little bit disappointed. Um quite disappointed with the you know the performance the Denver Broncos put up. Start with the Raiders side of the ball. Derek Carr managed the game quite well. Um, you know, they didn't get away from the running game when they didn't need to. They didn't, you know, have to push the ball. I don't think the Denver defense had asked too many questions of the Raiders, if I'm perfectly honest. Derek Carr, 188 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, didn't turn the ball over. When you don't turn the ball over and you've got the running game going, you're going to be a hard team to beat. Josh Jacobs carried the workload, 28 carries, 144 yards and two touchdowns. Almost cost me my fantasy week, if I'm perfectly honest. I've just traded away Josh Jacobs for a 2024 first-round pick. And the very next week, I cop a 30-bomb from him. Honestly, it's poetry. Like, that's just the way life is. It's it's funny. Um, Derek Haas, seven carries, 40 yards, was able to scramble a bit. Samir White, two for 24, wasn't really involved at all, but did have that crucial fourth down or third down run. I'm trying to remember. I'm a little bit scarred from it. Um, Devontae Adams had a really good game. He had nine catches, 101 yards, was heavily targeted. Couldn't get, could barely get a catch on Pat Satan, though. He's the man. Go PS2. Mac Hollins, three for 33. Josh Jacobs chimed in with five catches, 31 yards. Darren Waller, quiet, three for 24. Again, they didn't need to throw the ball that much against these Denver Broncos. Again, Russell Wilson, he only threw the ball 25 times. The volume's not there. They can't stay on the field. It's just chaos. I mean, he gave you a good fantasy day because he gave you 237 yards and two touchdowns, but, gee, it's just ugly, and I don't know if things are going to get right. And as you can probably hear in my voice, I'm very emotional, not happy. We could have really buried the Raiders season if we were 3-1 and one and they're 0-4. Life would have been good, but now life sucks. For Russell Wilson, he did have four carries, 29 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. So, you know, you were happy with his fantasy day. Um, this name, it, you know, with, with great sadness, I have to mention that Javonte Williams... 10 carries, 28 yards, 2.8 a carry, and one lost leg. Um, man has torn his ACL. I believe he's also torn his PCL as well. Really not good. Um, we saw, I don't know how sim- similar it is to J.K. Dobbins' injury, where it's taken him a little bit longer than a regular ACL to come back. Again, hopefully it's you know just your 12 months and he's ready to go next year, but he will be out for the rest of the season. We saw Mike Boone um, heavily involved, 3 for 20, 3.7 yards carry, and Melvin Gordon, gee, was he in the doghouse? And rightfully so. I don't know what to say about Melvin Gordon. I think he's a good player, but he just... God, he loves to put the ball on the ground, doesn't he? Um, Melvin Gordon. He's probably going to be the lead back. I think he's earned that throughout his career, and I think he can put the fumbling behind him, I hope. Saw him storm out of that press conference. He was pretty upset. He clearly cares. Um, Whether the coaching staff cares that he cares, who knows? They signed Latavius Murray off the street. If that tells you anything, they don't really believe in Melvin Gordon or Mike Boone if you're signing Fat Murray. Um... Again, I, I think these three backs are going to split work. 
Um, again, pick up Mike Boone, pick up Melvin Gordon if they're available. Um, just as a speculative ad, I wouldn't be too comfortable putting them into my lineup. I think it's going to be more Russell Wilson, more Jerry Judy, more Colton Sutton. Saw KJ Hamler have his first catch of the season and lead the team in receiving yards with one catch for 55 yards. Um, again, he's someone that I, you know you can speculatively add in the dynasty league, but again, he's been quite disappointing. Um, Jerry Judy, 4 for 53 and a touchdown. Colton Sutton, 5 for 52 and a touchdown. Had really good fantasy days because they got into the end zone. Kendall Hinton had 2 for 39. Eric Salbert, two for, uh, 1 for 25. Mike Boone had a catch. Um, and, yeah, it's probably really it, if I'm honest. Um, just somber news for a Denver Broncos fan here, okay? Um, you know, I did a glass for my tears. All right, the next game we've got up on the slate the slate well yeah I think people say the slate is the Packers versus the Patriots it was a really interesting game it was actually quite good like you think this team was going to be there was going to be a defensive slug but again the defenses were good but the offenses were better if I'm being honest um, Green Bay Packers got over the line 27-24 in overtime um, go Aaron Rodgers 251 yards two touchdowns and interception Aaron Jones continues to be awesome because he is awesome 16 carries 110 yards out produced AJ Dillon 17 carries 73 yards going to continue to be a split but it was Christian Watson who got into the end zone he had an end around that he took 15 yards and a touchdown Alan Lazard is clearly the number one wide receiver six catches 116 yards. Romeo Dubs. I love that man. So happy I traded for him. Nice trade, Joel. You suck. Um, 5 for 47 and a touchdown. Should have been 6 for like 102 touchdowns, when he, but he dropped that ball, didn't survive the ground. I mean, you know, as a Romeo Dobbs owner, I wanted it to be a catch. As an NFL fan, I wanted it to be a catch. But as a logical man, it wasn't a catch. Didn't survive the ground. Um, it's not one of those Des Bryant situations. He didn't survive the ground. Okay. Um, Randall Cobb, 342. Robert Tonyan opened his account in the touchdown department. Two for 22 and a touchdown. Go him. Aaron Jones had three for five. And AJ Dillon had a catch as well. So did Christian Watson. Christian Watson. On the Patriots side of the ball, I'm going to go with Bailey Zampi. Zappi had 99 yards and a touchdown. It was really good um, after Brian Hoyer went down. So he might be back in if Mac Jones or Brian Hoyer aren't good to go. Bailey Zappi looked serviceable. I mean, I'm going to be honest. It was I know it was the running game. He did most of the work here, but uh, he didn't look too bad. Um, Damien Harris, 18 carries, 86 yards and a touchdown. He's doing his thing. He's not really a uh, threat out of the backfield um, through the air, but hell, he's he's a hell of a runner. He always uh, managed to get you know four yards of carry, five yards of carry, just doing his thing. Ramondre Stevenson was really good. He had fourteen carries, sixty six yards. Also had four catches, twenty three yards, doing his thing. Nelson Aguilar, 346, led the team in receiving, but it was Devontae Parker who got into the end zone. There was also that massive 40, I think it was like 40-plus yard touchdown to Devontae Parker that was called back, sadly. Um, but he looked really good and dangerous as well. Again, I don't think any of these wide receivers um, outside of Jacoby Myers has a significant uh, advantage on um, each other. Um, Kendrick Bourne, 2 for 23. Hunter Henry, 2 for 13. Yeah, you're not starting these guys. Um, let's move on to the next game. We're almost there, guys. Okay, I don't, again, I don't, I don't like dragging this out, but I do like talking to you guys. Um, we'll go to the Sunday night game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kansas City Chiefs. They made the scoreline look respectable in the end with a late touchdown with Leonard Fournette. Shout out Dylan 
Lawrence getting over the line against Joel. It was really hard to watch with Pat Mahomes through that touchdown. I think Joel cried and is still... I think the water's headed for Melbourne, um, from Batemans Bay, within the next hour. As we're on a tsunami watch from that. Um... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers couldn't get the job done. Tom Brady had a good fantasy day. Threw the ball 52 times because they were down the whole game. Um, But he had 385 yards, three touchdowns. Rashad White had three carries, six yards, and a touchdown. Well done, Rashad White, getting his first career touchdown. Leonard Fournette only carried the ball three times for negative three yards. I don't. They just didn't throw the ball. Like they were just down. Like straight off the bat, they got jumped 14 to three in the first quarter, and then they just weren't able to make up that. disadvantage I suppose Mike Evans had a massive fantasy day you were happy with his performance he had 8 for 103 2 touchdowns he's the go to guy in the red zone for Tom Brady and he continues to be an elite fantasy option he does what he does he has his 10 touchdowns and he has his 1000 yards he does it every year Mike Evans um, good player Chris Goldwyn looked nice. Uh, it looked like he died for a second when he got hit, but he had 7 for 59, decent fantasy day. Leonard Fournette, 7 57, and that junkyard, junkyard, junk time touchdown. I mean, he's a junkyard player. He's tough as. Um, 7.57 touchdown. Rashad White had 5.50, so that was nice. Cameron Braid, 4 for 32. Kate Otten, 3 for 29. Russell Gage, 2 for 24. Co-kifed. Whoever the hell that is. One for 19. And Julio Jones's and Cole Beasley's washed asses had one catch for seven yards and one catch for five yards. Imagine being one of those people that was drafting Julio Jones still. Like, you, were, I know on our podcast we were saying, like, you'd have to... You wouldn't catch me dead drafting Julio Jones. Like, man's washed. Like, hell of a career, hell of a player, but he's washed. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Doing Patrick Mahomes things. Didn't have as big a stat line as what uh, Tom Brady did in the end, but he was far the better quarterback. 249 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Um, Again, you know, everyone knows that Breaking Bad meme. Like, he can't keep getting away with this. And it's CH, Glyde Edwards-Alaire, 19 carries, 92 yards, and a touchdown. Again, he gave Matt a sniff in our matchup, and I was quite scared when he had that really early touchdown. Um, But again, I was lucky to not um, lose that matchup. Isaiah Pacheco, my boy on my bench. Um, Nice to see him getting involved as well. I think they they get him involved when they're up in games, if I'm being completely honest. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, He had 11 carries, 63 yards. Pat Mahomes had 4 for 34 on his scrambles. Travis Kelsey continues to be the most dominant tight end in fantasy football, as he has been for the best part of this decade. Um, Nine catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown. MVS, 3 for 63. Juju, 5 for 46. Sky Moore, 2 for 31. Jordan, Jody Fortson had a catch for a touchdown. Really threw everyone off. Mikhail Hardman, one catch for four yards. He sucks. And Clyde had that... God, he had that crappy, crappy two-yard catch. I mean, it was a good catch, but gee, what a throw it was from Pat Mahomes. He just sat there in the corner of the end zone and just let Mahomes do all the work. Like, he didn't even get open. No one was accounting for Clyde out of the backfield because man just kind of sucks but he keeps scoring touchdowns it bothers the shit out of me i didn't notice um didn't notice sorry i didn't mention in the rushing stats we saw noah gray have that one yard touchdown really cool play by andy Reid. they had pat mahomes and travis kelsey arguing at each other looking the opposite way the defenders looking the opposite way he's pointing something else out before they know it the ball snapped and they're in the end zone um really really cool stuff by andy Reid. continues to show why he um is an elite coach um i don't think he gets enough respect which is huge because he does get a lot of respect but i don't think it's enough to be perfectly honest we're seeing what uh 
Bill Belichick's able to do without Tom Brady. And you think, is it the kind of pedestal we should be putting Andy Reid on at this point? I know he's got Pat Mahomes, but he did it for a lot of years with the likes of Andy... Um, Andy Smith? Hold on, hold on. No, my, my memory can't be that bad. It's got to be Andy Smith, right? Maybe I'm just thinking about Andy too much. Miss you, baby. Um, Andy Smith? I could be wrong here. I'm definitely wrong. Why am I... What's, what is wrong with me? Smith. Um, Chiefs. QB. Alex Smith. Oh, my... It started with an A. God, that's terrible. And I run a podcast. Yeah, guys, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to leave. That's so bad. Especially after all the torment Alex Smith did to me as a Broncos fan. Like we just can't beat the Chiefs. In like the last ten years, it feels like. Anyway, speaking of old wash quarterbacks, Jimmy G um, got the job done against the Niners today on Monday Night Football. Um, had 16 for 27, 239 yards, one touchdown. That is like the most Jimmy G stat ever. It was like just above 50% completion, under 300 yards, one touchdown, no interception. It's just what he does. Jeff Wilson, he's definitely the lead back despite fumbling last week. He had 18 carries, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Again, I was going up against Jeff Wilson and Brandon Ayuk, and they needed, I think it was like 18 points. Petrified. So scared. Um, I got over the line, though, so suck it, Matt. Um, but when he scored that early touchdown, it was pretty uh, nervous times. Debo had a couple carries for two yards as well. Um, Debo Samuel, though, he's awesome. He's just inevitable. Like, him scoring a touchdown, just lock it in. He just has a nose for the end zone. You can't tackle him. He's too fast. He's too quick. Gets open. Breaks tackles. Six for 115 and the touchdown. Had that really big, long touchdown run. Was so cool. Brandon Ayuk had four for 37. Solid, but not good. Kyle Juszczyk had that 35-yard catch. And George Kittle. So I get that he wears 85 and, you know, lots of offensive linemen wear numbers in the eights and stuff. Someone needs to tell Kyle Shanahan he's not an extra left tackle. He's not an extra right tackle. He's one of the best tight ends in football. Get the ball in his hands and let him make plays. They don't let him run routes. I get he's good at blocking. Like what Travis Kelsey said on and Jason Kelsey. I don't know if you ever listened to their podcast. Really good listen, by the way, um, guys. Maybe I shouldn't be promoting them. They Maybe they should promote me. I think they get more listeners. But still, beside the point, um, shouts out to them. But they were saying about how George Kittle should try to be a, a crappier blocker so he gets to run more routes. And I couldn't agree more. He's um, awesome at both um, phases of the game. The Rams really struggled offensively. Matthew Stafford really just being poor if I'm being completely honest this season I had high hopes for Matthew Stafford after what he did last year leading the Rams to a Super Bowl but he had 254 yards one interception Darrell Henderson and Cam Akers split the backfield again Darrell Henderson had 7 for 27 nothing special and Akers had 8 for 13 continued to suck nice trade Matt um Cooper Cup this man just does not stop. 14 catches, 122 yards. The connection between Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. Matt Stafford is either getting sacked or he's holding the ball long enough for Cooper Cup to get open if he doesn't get open immediately. That is it. Every play. You might as well not even look at any of the other players. Even though Tyler Higby had 10 catches. Go him. But they were behind the whole game. So, like, whatever. Like, if you played Tyler Higby, you're happy. Um, 10 for 73. 
Ben Skoranek continues to be the wide receiver two. Two for 33. Again, not much value there, I suppose. Dra Henderson, three for 12. Cam Akers did not have a catch. I don't know why I thought I saw Cam Akers' name. I didn't. Maybe because he sucks. Um, Kendall Blanton had one for two, one for seven. And speaking of seven, seven yards, two catches. Alan Robinson, I don't know what to do with you. If you got him in a redraft league, I'm... You just you probably took him in like the sixth round. I know everyone on our podcast was telling you to draft Alan Robinson because on paper it just makes sense. But if you got him in a redraft league, I think you can drop him because you just don't. I feel like you just don't even want him tempting you to putting him in the lineup because you like he's Alan Robinson. Like he's had top twelve finishes. He's you know he's good. Like I've seen him be good. I've seen him be good with Blake Bortles. Like why? I don't know why it doesn't work. He, I feel like he can't get open. Matthew Stafford doesn't throw to him. It's just, it's not working. It's not working at all in LA, and they're up for a big contract with a guy they don't even use or can get open. I've got him on my dynasty team, and I just want to bury him in the bench. It bothers me every time I see his face. I don't know, that sounds dramatic, but that's how seriously I take my fantasy football, okay? If you don't, well, get your priorities in check. Um... I don't think I've missed anything. Like, go me. I think I've, like, smashed that out of the park just quietly. Um, Just want to say thank you for listening. Um, Make sure you follow the socials. I can't believe I've remembered this too. Andrew, um, if you're listening, you should be so proud of me. Um, Make sure you follow the socials at the FB Addicts on the Twitters and at the Fantasy Addicts on Instagram. Um... Just want to shout out Andrew on Twitter as well. Continues to put up some great content. Make sure you follow um, Andy, well, sorry, at Andy FB Addicts as well. Uh, Really good follows. I think he's hit like 50 followers now. I'm really proud of you, man. Well done. Um, Just a message to my Dynasty League. Um, I'm 4 0. I've got Burjo next week, so he might as well chalk up 5 0. Like, show something. Like, I'm just, I'm coasting. It's coasting to like a top, you know, one at least finish. It's going to be at least a top four finish. Like no one's catching me. Um, but, you know, I might never lose again. And I'm loving it. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a lovely night. I'm going to go to sleep right after the, I've, I've posted this. Um, you know, take care, guys. Can't wait for Friday night. Friday night. Gee, I was going to say Friday night footy. Thank God. Um, AFL season's over. I'm sick of that shit. Um, Thursday night football, Friday morning for us Australians. Take care, everyone. See yous.